Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you for joining with me on the Word Podcast. Uh, we're looking at the topic of spiritual gifts, okay? The very presence and the empowering of the Holy Spirit in the life of believers and what the Word shows us about how we live together, how we function together. And I tell you what, folks, if we were to take these things as true believers, as those who've repented and confessed, if we would live this way, it would transform not only our relationships with one another, but it would transform everybody around us. This is the way that God has designed us. And yet we're so resistant. We're so resistant uh, to what he desires to do and the way that he wants to do it. A lot of it's motivated out of fear. Okay, We, we glorify fear rather than walking in faith. A lot of it is pride <coughs> excuse me, and hubris, shall we say. This actually came up in a, in a Bible study lately because somebody says, well, why is it that we don't see these kind of things? Why don't we do these kind of things? And it's simply because uh, we're fearful, okay? We're fearful and we're full of pride and we think, well, somebody will think that I'm strange. Somebody will think that I'm wrong. Well, guess what? You're called a peculiar people. Now, sometimes people say, well, what could be strange about... Uh, faith, for instance, with the spiritual gift of faith, <laughs> the spiritual gift of faith manifested as the spiritual gift can be a strange thing. But then there's some that are obviously sort of strange. What about the spiritual gift of tongues or interpretation of tongues? We'll see those uh, in a few more episodes when we start seeing some more spiritual gifts. But anyway, let me just encourage you just to take in the word of the Lord and say, Lord, change me. Show me what I'm supposed to be doing. So we're in 1 Corinthians 12. We looked at the first two verses last time. So let me just read those real quickly and then we'll move on. Verse 1 says this, Now concerning spiritual spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware. Verse 2, You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to the mute idols, however you were led. So Paul is just reminding them, you know that before you were saved, that you were involved with these idols and idolatry, you were pagan, and they were mute. And he says, however you were led, whatever idol you worshipped, okay, whatever you did, you know that they were mute, you know that they were not real. Now verse 3, therefore, Paul says in light of that, and in light of everything else that he shared at this point in time of this letter, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus is accursed. And he has that in quotations. So he's saying that if someone says Jesus is accursed, Jesus is accursed, then you know they're not of the Spirit of God. No one who is of the Spirit of God will say that. And then he has another one. And no one says Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Okay? No one says Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now, there's some interesting things in relationship to that. Uh, is it possible for somebody to say that Jesus is Lord and be lying about it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, we see that with the demons. The demons even profess and acknowledge that Jesus is Messiah, that he's the Lord, who he is. And they tremble, right? They tremble. Uh, what I think is happening, what he's saying right here, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit, that it is the proclamation that Jesus is Lord that you're saying that when you repent and you confess and you're calling out unto him and you do so unto salvation. In other words, when you are saved and you cry out to the Lord, the only way that you can do that is by the Holy Spirit. You can't do that in the flesh. You just can't wake up one day and say, you know, I think I'll be saved today. 
And now people say, well, I've had an, uh, an experience like that. Yes, but that experience was because the Holy Spirit was convicting you and the Holy Spirit was the one that was convicting you to draw you unto righteousness unto the salvation. So that's what I believe he's talking about right there, that no one can say that Jesus is Lord except that the Holy Spirit is the one that does that. Now, verse 4. Now, he says, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. Okay, so I want us to just take uh, probably this episode and the next just to listen to this very carefully and just to uh, hear what he's saying, probably in a couple of translations. Verse 4, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. So what's the context? The context is the, the gifts of the Spirit. So there's varieties of the gifts, but the Spirit's the same. Verse 5, there are varieties of ministries and the same Lord. Who's the Lord? The Lord Jesus Christ. So you see, there's variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. The Spirit is the one, as we will see, that empowers and gives the individual and releases the gifts as he desires. So there's varieties of these gifts, but the same spirit. There's varieties of ministries, okay, varieties of outcomes, and we'll look at that in just a minute, but the same Lord. Then verse 6, there are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. So what do you see here? You see the spirit. You see the Lord Jesus Christ, and you see God the Father. Let me read it to you out of the uh, authorized version, the King James Version. Verse 4 says this, There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. Well, that helps some, doesn't it? There, there, there's the diversification within the giftedness. <coughs> and then verse 5, And there's differences of administrations, but the same Lord. Differences of administrations, okay? And so what you're seeing is that different, someone may have a spiritual gift of teaching, but that uh, uh, administrating of that gift, the way that gift comes forth, may be different than somebody else who has a spiritual gift of teaching. We're not all the same. We're very diversified. Then verse 6, And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. Hmm, that's interesting. There are diversities of operations. Okay, it's really the idea that there's diversities of empowerment, okay? That the Lord pours forth and does things. Here's the bottom line. The Lord does things the way that he does to, okay? That, that word for operations right there is energema. Okay, that's the Greek word for that right there. And it, and it literally speaks of the idea of how something uh, uh, works out, how it is uh, wrought is the old King James version of it. And the Lord says that there's diversification of all this, but there's the same God. And I think we would do well to remember this because all too often we tend to want to sit there and say, oh, well, if you have a spiritual gift of uh, uh, what kind of hospitality, because there is a spiritual gift of hospitality. There's a spiritual gift of administrations. Well, if you have that, then you will do this. Then one, two, three, four, and we'll delineate what it is that you will do. And that's not what we need to be looking at at all. We need to understand that the Lord and all of his might and wonder manifests himself in the way that he wants to via the Holy Spirit. Let me give you a quick example of this that sort of came to mind. Then I'll tell you the full story at some time because it's actually sort of funny. It just hit me one day that this is somewhat, in my mind, like the artist's palette 
you know, when you see someone that's painting an oil painting and they have that big flat palette in their hand and they have the primary colors and they'll have a glob of this color and a glob of another color and a glob of another color. And then they take their brush and they'll take portions of each one of those colors and then they mix it together and then they'll take that color they just created and they'll put it up on the, the painting there, okay? I think that's sort of what the Lord does with us, okay? Our primary color may be teaching. So let's say we're blue and we're teaching. I'm just making up things here. So our basic canvas may be blue. But the Lord can take any time he wants to and take any portion of the power of the Spirit of God and mix it together like he wants to and paint us a particular kind of way that day to move to his praise and his honor and his glory. So what does that mean? In my mind, that means that there is an unlimited number of possibilities of how the Lord may pour forth himself. Uh, you'll read some books that say the nine gifts of the Spirit. I know exactly what they're talking about. I've got that book, as a matter of fact. You'll read another book that says the 19 gifts of the Spirit. I know exactly what they're talking about. I have that book, too. Uh, because there's a list of these things, but that's we're missing the point with that. The point is that the Lord has given us understanding that there's things that he does and moves in ways. And then he takes all these things and flows through us in the way that he desires at that moment, at that time, at that day to his praise and his honor and his glory. That is what our goal should be. That Lord, we just pray that you would just move through us, that there would be no hindrances whatsoever and that your power would be poured forth through your spirit. That's what we need to pray. So again, I'm Dale. Pray that way and watch what the Lord does. I'll see you again later. Goodbye.